Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello, fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Thank you for diving in and exploring with us. We're on a mission to explore beyond comfort zones because, come on, nothing fun ever happens there. We believe exploration is for everyone. It can take place anywhere, no matter your location or situation. And we've made exploring even easier. Check out our pre-dive episode number 111, the description for the links on how to follow along on all of our explorations in January are listed there. There is still time to join us for Getting Real Movie Club on January 24th. Just watch Moulin Rouge, jot down what play you would want to create if you were a writer like Christian, and join us on Eventbrite to discuss. So many ways to explore, pick one today and experience life outside your comfort zone. According to the World Clock Calculator, as of this recording, there are over 8 billion people in the world, which means there are about 8 billion different ways of being happy. Merriam-Webster defines happy as enjoying, showing, or marked by pleasure, satisfaction, or joy. What that is for each person is unique as the individual themselves, and each one has a story to share. Siren Soapbox is happy to report that we completed one of our goals for 2022, to be on someone else's podcast. Well, 80% complete. More on that later. We recorded individually with Jake Pearson from the What Makes You Happy podcast. His website explains, with 1,440 minutes in a day, it's easy to spend time thinking about everything but your happiness. So why not take five minutes to remind yourself of all the happiness you have? In this podcast, our mission is to break down what it means to be happy. Through our short five-minute format, we get to speak with amazing guests worldwide to hear what makes them happy. Happiness comes in all shapes and sizes, so we hope that we can inspire others to find what truly makes them happy in their lives and learn from others while they share their story. Let's find out what makes the sirens happy and what it was like for them to venture out and explore another podcast. But first, if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. Mango. First up on our soapbox is Murph. I love recording this podcast each week. So when Elsie told us we had an opportunity to be a guest on the What Makes You Happy podcast with Jake Pearson, I thought, that's awesome. But it turns out that being a guest on someone else's podcast was outside of my comfort zone. I actually had to reschedule once because my anxiety got the best of me. When I finally was able to record with Jake, I had a great time. He made me feel so relaxed and comfortable, and he stuck to his 15 minutes time frame, which I appreciate it very much. The easy part was talking about what makes me happy, being with my family and friends, scuba diving, all of the adventures we have as a result of this podcast, encouraging other women to leave their comfort zones and try something new. In fact, I recently had brunch with a few girlfriends, two of them, Two of the three had played the antique mall game with me last spring. And if you're not familiar with that game, go check out episode number 35, Christmas in July. 
basically you set a small budget. We chose like $6 per person and a time limit if you need an extra challenge and you wander through the antique mall looking for a gift for each person you're with, keeping that gift a secret until it's time to exchange them at lunch. And one of my friends had so much fun doing this that she suggested we play the game again the next time our little group gets together. And I loved seeing this positive impact that this show is having on the world. And I love when I get to see it firsthand. All of this makes me so incredibly happy. Sara, what makes you happy? Well, hanging out with you lovely ladies and meeting new people makes me happy, of course. My favorite part of this project has been listening to Jake's What Makes You Happy podcast, especially the Siren LC and Siren Jess episodes. And I can't wait to hear the episodes that Siren TC and Mer recorded. The episodes are short, which makes it easy to listen to several episodes in one sitting. It's also fun to hear all the different perspectives on happiness and how it can be achieved. I was pretty excited to find one of our previous guests had recorded an episode with Jake. It was really fun to listen to Mike from the Playful Humans talk about the things that we talked about in our recording. It made me feel like we're really famous. You might ask, uh, hey, Siren Sara, what about the episode that you recorded with Jake? Well, this project made me mm, pretty anxious when it came to participating and being a guest on Jake's podcast. So I put off getting in touch and filling out the form that you fill out and send in. I think part of me thought that maybe if I just ignored it, then we'd never record this episode. But here we are. <laughs> it definitely gets me out of my comfort zone to be the center of attention. So even though being a siren on Siren Soapbox has absolutely helped me become more comfortable with talking in front of people I don't know, the thought of being the solitary guest in the spotlight on even on Jake's amazing podcast made me pretty uncomfortable. Part of it is that even when I know what I want to say, when I'm put on the spot, I can get very tongue-tied. Thank goodness we write out our, so our soapboxes before we, we say them. I did finally send in the form, but haven't scheduled a time to record. But I must say that after listening to a lot of episodes, it's clear that Jake makes his guests very comfortable. So I am feeling better about recording when we get it scheduled. So Jess, were you out of your comfort zone being a guest on someone else's podcast? I was super out of my comfort zone. I was very nervous about being a guest on someone else's podcast. We have, of course, talked to so many different people on our show, but that's always been with all of us. So I'm not the focus. Also, it's on our home turf or home islands or however you want to say it, but it's ours. <laughs> I listened to a few episodes and I really began to feel better. The premise of what makes you happy is talking about happy things and what could be bad about that. Listening to different views and stories is super interesting. And Jake interviews people from all different backgrounds and all over the world. It's really refreshing to listen to such a positive podcast. It reminded me of our challenge when we had to ask strangers if they're happy. That one was really outside the comfort zone. But when it came time to record my episode, after rescheduling once because I was in the ER the night before, thanks for being flexible, Jake. Jake made me feel really at ease right away. And we talked about how he got started on his mission. And we even talked about merch ideas. And it was really fun. It was short, sweet. And I loved spreading the word about the soapbox and talking about where I find happiness. I can't wait to hear the other Sirens episodes who haven't aired yet and listen to more of what makes you happy. Elsie, was this harder than doing our own podcast? Well, first thing I say, Sarah, some of us get tongue-tied, even if we have a script. <laughs> oh, there's that. Uh, 
So yeah, it was both easier and harder for me than our normal podcast. Easier in the fact that I just had to show up and talk. I didn't have to make sure that there was paperwork signed and Zoom links to set up and send out or come up with intro and questions. And while it was easier, it was also forfeiting control. And that part was way outside of my comfort zone. Also, I have a tendency to sign up for a lot of things. And sometimes, especially if I'm on my own, I will chicken out because I'm an extrovert and I need somebody there with me. So since I was the one that did the research and found that it's beneficial to be on someone else's podcast, I really felt like I had to lead the way and not chicken out on this one. I'm glad that I stuck it out because Jake is so nice and the whole process was really easy. It was good to reflect on where I have been and where I am now and how much that I have changed in the past five years on what makes me happy. Or I guess rather those things always made me happy and I finally stopped listening to what society claims will make me happy and started following my heart. I don't have to try and impress anyone every day or bust my ass doing the same thing, chasing that little carrot in uh, the corporate world for a little return on investment. I can focus on what I want to do and who I want to do it with and still be happy. Doing what we do on the podcast every week and helping guide people outside their comfort zone in order to help them gain confidence and grow into the person that they want to be and ultimately become happier also makes me incredibly happy. Even if we don't always see this positive results from the show, I know we're making positive ripples that have yet to be seen. Being on What Makes You Happy podcast was similar to the Project Inspiration in that reflecting and talking about what makes me happy and grateful, well, it made me happy. So even, (laughs) (laughs) lots of happiness. And even, even if what I said doesn't resonate with anyone, it made a positive impact for me. All the episodes are super easy and fun to listen to, and it's interesting to hear what makes other people tick. TC, what makes you happy? What's making me happy right now is thinking about people creating a drinking game out of this episode where they have to take a drink every time someone says happy. I think that should be a thing. (laughs) They're not going to finish the episode. (laughs) Go ahead and dial 911 now. But seriously, uh, what makes me happy is that I choose to be happy. And now it's pretty much just my natural state of being. I mean, sometimes it's more difficult than other times. Sometimes I have to be purposeful about my self-talk or take time to focus on things I'm grateful for. And even though there are times I might feel sad or disappointed or frustrated, happiness is the underlying feeling in my life. It was fun to chat with someone who makes a habit of asking people this question. And I think I want to do that more in conversation. Maybe instead of some small talk, this would be a good lead question. I'm going to try it. Actually, it would be a good vacation goal. Maybe something like ask at least one person a day what makes them happy and then really listen to the answer. So even though it was only a five minute podcast, it was definitely more challenging for me to be a guest on a podcast than it is to be one of the hosts of a podcast. But the other thing I wondered if it if it came into play was, um, is it more difficult to have a podcast with just two people than one with five or six like we're used to? Because if there's a lull in conversation on our podcast, well, we know Merhaj is going to fill that. So <laughs> I do think having just two people in the conversation also made it a little bit more maybe intimidating or challenging. During the podcast, my answer to the question was, well, yes, 
Saying yes to things makes me happy. Yes brings opportunities, challenges, new adventures, and experiences my way. And even if I don't initially look forward to everything I say yes to, I do end up glad that I did the things that I did. Jake Pearson is a podcast owner and happiness coach from Victoria, Australia. Jake grew up wanting to be a professional gamer or a boxer and spent some time as a personal fitness trainer. A consistent drive throughout Jake's life is the desire to help people. Jake's current goal is to help more people feel happier. How does he do this? He interviews others who share their happiness on his podcast. What makes you happy? Each of the sirens spent five minutes, well, almost each of the sirens, spent five (laughs) minutes with Jake answering this question for his podcast. And today, Jake is joining us for the next hour to discuss the progress on his happiness goal. I know we all felt a boost of happiness after talking with him. Sirens, please help me welcome Jake Pearson to this episode of Siren Soapbox. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You made me sound so much better than I feel like I am. So thank you for sharing everything you did. Jake, we love the whole idea of a five minute interview, but we're curious if you've ever had an interview that just went out of control. Oh, so that's a great question. And I had to really think about it, but I recorded this podcast on a fit. It was a fitness podcast that I used to run. And it was with a good friend of mine and we just kept talking and it was all about, you know, PCOS and health around that stuff. But it wasn't like crazy or controversial, but you could just see that I had no lighting and I was using my window as natural lighting. And over time it would get darker and darker and darker to the point where I was just like a face, like a bright little screen light sitting in my chair and you could barely see me. And so that was like an hour to two hours long of a podcast wow yeah we sometimes go off the rails here too even if our guest is like all right that was a great show see ya we end up staying on sometimes for well over two hours or more so just to have a casual chat yeah 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 i've had to record where i'm sitting right now before at uh what time was it ladies like 4 a.m. for me, midnight, something like that. So I definitely understand the lighting struggles because there's only so much overhead light you can get on Mm. a porch, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty dark here right now. I don't know if you can see out my window. Mm. That is an open window. So I have lights on, though. You've got better lighting than what I used to have. I have now. I just went to Kmart, and I just got two little lights that give me something so that I don't fade into the background as time goes on. Yeah. Do you guys still Jake, have you, Kmart? Do you have a Kmart? Australia? Yeah, it's like the main <laughs> thing here. Everybody loves Kmart. Every It's the thing to do. If you get a spare 50 bucks, you go to Kmart and you buy like a bunch of things to DIY your home. You guys don't have Kmart. We, I, we used to. We don't anymore. No. I what's do. Your, what's your main store? Target. What? Walmart. We're phasing Target out. That's gone. Really? Yeah, That's fascinating. Yeah. Are you like, we so- switch? <laughs> no, I don't want Target. <laughs> <laughs> we still have Kmart on the island, but I think there's only like five, four or five of them in the United States. They're completely phasing them out. Apparently our last one closed during COVID, so we still had it for a while. Maybe island people really like Kmart. <laughs> 
because <laughs> Australia is an island too. So it's, it's so the only bad. thing we have. <laughs> I, I, it's just really, it's a weird thing to think that nobody else, no, like nowhere else has Kmart pretty much in the world, especially in the United States. You would think that it would be so huge over there, but I guess you have other things like what Walmart, etc., and just better or bigger alternatives, right? Hmm. I'm going to have to go to Australia now. Why else? Whatever. You know, no, you know, for Kmart. You know they have spiders. <laughs> what? Giant oh, Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I I had a couch in my office and I took it out because I saw a spider on it and I put a new couch in my office. <laughs> yeah, get rid of the whole couch. Full, full spider can make that decision. That's smart. We do we do need to ask you, how did you dive into the What Makes You Happy podcast? What where was the inspiration behind that? Why did you want to get that started? Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I, I'm passionate. I've always wanted to use my voice. And I, I had an old business mentor and I said, I want to be a speaker. I don't know, I'm just drawn to the aspect of speaking in front of people. Fast forward, having a radio show, having another podcast, and I sort of thought fitness isn't my passion as much as it used to be mental health and just talking about mindset that stuff really was lighting me up and i was like what can't I, I don't want to do us do another podcast just to talk about topics and set scripts and how someone can improve their life i'm like it's got to be different and a coincidence a video popped up on my social media from gary vaynerchuk a really big entrepreneur in the united states and he just sort of said someone needs to make a, a one minute podcast and pitch that to celebrities and ask them just like a question. And I was like, oh, well, what could I say in a minute? What could I ask in a minute? And I, I don't know, the What Makes You Happy podcast concept just appeared in my mind after like thinking about it forever. And I thought that's a question that doesn't get asked ever. I can't remember someone asking me what made me happy ever. And I sure as hell can't think of ever seeing like a, a YouTube video or an interview with a, a movie star or actress, actor, author, whatever, about what made them happy. And I was like, this could be pretty wholesome. And it just came from that. And then that was that idea came out in 2021 sometime and we didn't launch until early 2022. And yeah, now we've just been running with it ever since. Was starting the podcast outside of your comfort zone? Oh, yeah, it, it was... Uh, it's a, it's a good question because I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea of starting the podcast, but ooh, interviewing people always was really terrifying for me. And I, I think before every episode, I do a three, two, one countdown. I go, I take a deep breath. That's to calm myself down because I'm so nervous. And even when you were going through your introductions, I was feeling the nerves. I'm like, you've done this plenty of times. <laughs> conversation. And, and it's like, once you get into it, you forget you have the nerves. But yeah, absolutely. I, I was pretty uncomfortable more with the aspect of just interviewing people I've never met from all walks of life. So how do you find all the people to interview? I, I just use different platforms um, online to, to reach out to people. I think we connected through one, one of the platforms. Podcastguest.com yeah, or something like that, yeah, maybe? Yeah. One of them. And... And then I just put out a, I put a, put my page up and I just got like, it was like a hundred plus applications. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> all right. What do I do here? And so I just reached out to everyone. A few people didn't want to come on because they felt like there was 
a few hoops hoops to jump through uh, and I was like just fill out the document tell me what makes you happy and jump on but yeah and then I've had uh, a few people come through referral which is really nice so I've you know you know you were saying you've been chatting for longer than the episode you know your guest has gone like I've finished episodes and I'm still talking to someone 20 minutes later I'm like this was supposed to be one and done you know we're still talking and I just build relationships and I'd ask, oh, do you know anyone cool that would want to share what makes them happy? And like, oh, I know a janitor. Oh, I have this really cool, um, this cool friend of mine. Like, and that's just how we found people. Like, I, my first ever episode though was with my best friend from primary school, and we're still best friends today. And I said, you have to be my first guest. It just makes sense because I don't know. I've always wanted to do a podcast with him, but we can never work it out with the schedules and logistics. And I don't know. So. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard it, to figure all that out. Yeah, and he's never been one to be pretty organized, where I'm the opposite. I'm very organized. So I remember I took my microphone to his house and we recorded an episode in his lounge room, which we never put out. That was We, we recorded one episode and, and that was it. Nothing else ever happened again. So <laughs> we tried. So I thought at least if I him in control i can ask him what makes him happy he can give me five minutes of his time and that's it done and done so what's been your favorite part about producing the what makes you happy podcast oh, it it's got to be hearing what makes people happy straight up like i get like a little bit teary-eyed just thinking like my eyes well up when people share what genuinely makes them happy for me it's just really fulfilling it's fun to see other people's eyes light up and the joy and everything come from that regarding their own happiness I, that's that's hands down the favorite part it's not just you know putting the episodes out there and and just sharing that message it's really being in the interview and getting to see my guests just get excited their eyes light up their smile it's really infectious and just have fun during the five minute conversation that that's that's the best part have you been inspired by any guests to go try whatever it is that makes them happy uh so one common theme that actually came up was going back to the things that made me happy as a child so a few people have mentioned the inner child situation and, and doing the things that they've loved as a child one person mentioned roller skating and how they used to love roller skating as a kid and i was like what did i love as a kid, it was it was art, it was creative things, it was going for a bike ride. And I think in the midst of talking about that, I had gone for a bike ride really recently and I just remember feeling like this sense of re release or happiness. I was just like, this is out of this world. Why, why haven't I not done this in like 10 plus years? Why Something as simple as riding a bike. And I was like, this is so fun. This is so fulfilling. And now I try to, you know, incorporate the things that I really used to love or maybe still do love but haven't done enough of in my life into my day-to-day. -day. And a lot of that comes down to creativity. And I think because I was so creative as a child, has actually carried over to being as creative as I am now as an adult as well. We had an episode we were challenged to ride a bike and it was just a call back to childhood. And I can't tell you the last time I had been on a bike before that. Um, also, I don't remember my butt being so sore after riding a bike when I was a kid, so that was interesting. <laughs>
like getting old sucks sometimes. <laughs> I used to remember I climbed trees a lot and I would just climb as high as I could. And I'm like, I can't remember the last time I climbed a tree. And I think now my rational brain as I've gotten older is like, if you do that and you fall, you're going to break something and then you won't be able to work. But I'm like, when you climb that tree and you get to the top, it's just like this really unreal feeling. And I think more of us should do the things like that. Go climb a tree within reason to your abilities, but like go get on your bike, go down to the river and throw a rock or a really heavy rock and just watch it splash. I don't know, do these little things that really make us happy. Often those simple things of just being present in that moment. When Mark and I are near any kind of water and rocks, like a creek or whatever, we always skip rocks. Yeah. And I am terrible at it, but every once in a while, I'll get one with a good skip, like, you know, seven to 10 skips. That's pretty good. But that's only every once in a while. Mark can do it every time. But anyway, my point is we never visit water without skipping the rocks. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that. Like you should try to incorporate that every time. And I, I want to climb a tree now desperately. And there's no decent trees around my my area, but that's just something I would love. I know that would be such a callback to when I was a child, just sitting up in a tree. I don't even know what I was thinking about, just sitting there. Yeah. That I was happiest. Send us a picture of you in a tree if you do it. (laughs) Send a picture. But not if you break something. Please don't break something. (laughs) I've been very fortunate to not have broken a bone this far, and I hope to continue that streak. Yeah, knocking on wood. Yeah, quick, you, you gotta knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about the the times when I was a kid climbing trees. I had a tree in our front yard that I would climb that was as tall as the house, and I was an idiot. I would climb all the way up there and hang out, take a book. Somehow, I would take a book and something to drink, all the way up there and just hang out there. It didn't matter that I got sap all over my hands, clothes. It was a, and it was a fir tree of some sort. So I had pine needles and stuff sticking in everywhere, but it was so much fun. But right now I'm just thinking, how in the hell did I get up on that first branch? My hamstrings right now, I I mean, I just, I, I would probably break something trying to get up on that first branch, but. The whole time Jake's talking about climbing a tree, I just kept picturing like some sort of an evergreen tree because their branches start so low. Mm-hmm. It's those are the easiest trees to climb up into. So that's makes sense, Sara. That this, was your tree. This one was this was by our driveway. So a lot of the lower branches had been cut. Yeah. Did you, as I picture it now, and I was a short little thing. Did you use the car? Did you jump up into the tree from the from the roof of your dad's car? <laughs> oh my god! Don't even put that out there. If he thought that I'm done anything like that, no. But I used to love climbing trees too. It's so like funny. That's have to I be used to love. I used to love to go under trees. So you know, like um, again, it's the pine trees, but some of them, the the branches would go all the way down to the ground, oh, and like a tent under them. Yeah, it was like a little cave or a tent in there. And my grandparents had a tree like that. I spent so much time under that tree. And near my house, there was a bush that did something similar. There was like a little hollowed out place around the trunk of the bush. And I would just climb under there and hang out under it. (laughs) I used to like being up there and you could look down and watch people walk by and they didn't even know I was up there. And the bugs would crawl all over me. I remember taking little tiny spiders on my fingers, and now I can't stand spiders. Isn't that crazy? 
I remember looking at a spider crawling on my hand, wondering, you know, if it would actually be able to crawl under my skin and it didn't bother me. I was, I was a weird kid. I think I've just unlocked a new fear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Way to go, Sarah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't like spiders now because I imagine them crawling under my skin. I need to wipe that image out of my brain. So Jake, have you noticed any themes across all the people that you've interviewed? Yeah, some really cool ones. Uh, I took note of a, a few, but a lot of people said to get back to the things that was like play to them, like the fun, everything we've been discussing, that inner child stuff, things that we do as a child. A lot of people have that I've found that are quite happy in their lives are incorporating fun things almost every day, whether that's, you know, riding the bike, whatever, reading the book, being creative, listening to music. It really comes down to making time for these things, whatever that made them happy, not just once in a blue moon, but every day. And I did, uh, I did prepare like a short list of a couple of answers that people have said makes them happy. And I hope you don't mind if I, I share them. No, please. So I just took a couple from a couple of episodes and they were really nice. So we've had spending time with loved ones. And I think that was a very common answer. Like people felt very grateful and happy to spend time with their children or their, their partners or their family in general, friends, close friends, sports and fitness was one of them. Uh, you know, music, which is very common. A lot of people like music and helping people uh, was one of the very common themes. Some, you know, I, it's something I like to do and I find a lot of happiness in when I walk past a senior citizen and they need help getting something in the car and I help them and I walk off and I'm like, oh my God, I feel great. I made this makes me so happy. And a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, a lot of people like seeing the light bulb go off in other people. So, and that comes from sort of coaches and some other authors or people who just help people for a living. They love seeing someone grow or it just click for other people. Travel and adventure was common. You know, going back to that play and being adventurous and having fun in your life. Coffee was high up there. A lot of people loved coffee and and that made them incredibly happy. And I can agree, you know. Absolutely. I'm on board with that one. With me, uh, on Sunday, I didn't have enough coffee to make one. So I waited till 4 p.m. And I remember I went down the street and I grabbed one and I sat down with it. And I was like, oh, this is life. Just having a cup of coffee. (laughs) Just little things like that. Family and friends. Uh, writing music, observing life, uh, cooking, you know, go- golf. Like there's a, so many things. I think the, the most common was spending time with loved ones, though, helping people and, and just traveling and being adventurous in life. They, they were the very, very common themes surrounding all of the guests that we've interviewed so far and their happiness. How many people have you interviewed so far and what? how many people do you hope to interview? Ooh, I think I've interviewed, I have a list. It's like uh, nearly 90 people so far. Uh, I want to get to 100 so I can feature it in like a piece of written work, like a book or something. I think that would be incredible. Like 100 things that make 100 people happy. I don't know, just as a spitball that idea. That would be fun. Yeah, and just to someone that could pick up and, and really then not actually take inspiration from what makes other people happy, but just to actually think about the things that have made them happy in their past 
and to go, oh, that's right, that used to be really fun. I've got to do that again. So just more of a helping someone become aware of the things that they no longer do and how they can get back to the things that make them happy. I think that would be an incredible thing. But just a thousand, I don't know, just like they're easy to do, you know, 15 minutes, five minute recording. I think one week I had I think 15 recordings in one week and that, that oh, was. That's yeah. a lot. <sighs> that was hectic. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Like amongst work, going to and from the gym, coming home, recording, then going back to work and then coming home and recording. I was like, well, at least it like I got ahead like by four months. So it slowed down, but soon enough, it's going to have to happen again where I pump out a few more recordings to keep in front. Yeah. So if you had to sit down with yourself and Oof. interview yourself on Oof. what makes you happy, <laughs> how Oof. would you answer those questions? So I've actually thought about recording an episode with myself and then like an answering it in two different slightly voices, but I've decided against it because I'm like, that's going to be so weird, but maybe I should. <laughs> uh, I think the thing that really makes me happy is that I'm quite confident in myself and I trust in myself to know that I'll take any direction that I feel is right for myself and I'll do what feels right for me. So that, that really makes me happy because I know I didn't have a lot of confidence in, in myself when I was in my teenage years, maybe even a little younger. So I'd hesitate with a lot of things. So now I'm very happy and I guess proud of myself because I, I feel a lot more confident in my decisions. And so that's one thing. If I had to say it would be just seeing that light bulb go off and other people too, that does make me happy. I love seeing because I'm passionate about mental health, you know, and just mindset and coming from a background of anxiety, low confidence, low self-esteem, seeing other people uh, take steps forward and just seeing their life slowly change a little bit at a time, that gets me super excited and happy for them. So like, like I get like teary-eyed a little bit, just seeing someone start to find their footing in life in the direction they want to want to go so that that's part of i guess it ties into the whole podcast and wanting to, to ask people what makes them happy so do you think that the answers to these to, to the questions that you ask your your guests what makes you happy do you think those change over time if you were to answer those questions five years ago would the answer be different than it is today um so I've asked my guests or the ones that I've answered just then? No, yeah, your, your own answers. Oh, absolutely. I think I was a bit more uh, extrinsic back then. I valued probably things a bit more materialistic when I was a bit younger. Uh, now I'm a bit more, I uh, value my own values and my own confidence in the things inside me. But yeah, I think if you would ask me five years ago, what made me happy, I think actually 20 21 year old jake might really struggle like really struggle like he would maybe have an inkling because i know he was starting to sort of figure things out but he was still very lost mm -hmm. and and confused as a lot of people are and there, there's a whole other story of he sucked at relationships and so he was in <laughs> that much less period of things going on he had no idea um, he might just say he loved food and that made him happy. That's probably the most basic answer you would have gotten from him five years ago. Yeah, I think that that's true for me too. I, five years ago, I 
don't, I know we've talked about this before. I know I wouldn't have appreciated Mark if I would have met him five years ago. It was the wrong time. And while my friends and family are two things that make me happy for sure and did then, I definitely don't think I place as much emphasis on adventure and I don't know. Things have things change, I guess, over time. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back. And all I could probably say that made me really happy was my best friend because we've grown up together. But I don't even think I could stop myself in the moment like I do these days. And I could just look at the clouds and the sun reflecting and I can go, wow, that's incredible. These days, that's what I do. Back then, I, I wouldn't have been able to appreciate and be very present. I was often in the past or in the future. I was never in the moment. So I've, yeah, I definitely really would have struggled to have the same view of the world that I have today. Yeah, it's kind of a sidebar. I think it's important to think about those things because oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for the progress that we've made in our lives. And I think it's important to look back on where you were however many years ago and think of all the great things that you've done since then and just, you know, Tell yourself how amazing you are. Absolutely. And as someone who's had a lot of anxiety, uh, I used to focus on what was going wrong mm -hmm. or negative aspects of my life. And I remember that I could not, I would just go through these up and down periods. I was like, really high. I was flying. I was like, this is great. And then I'd be really low. I'm like, what? What changed in the last? 24 hours that went from me going like an 11 day streak of feeling phenomenal to one day of just absolute, I'm rubbish, I'm no good. And I was listening to a podcast with Tony Robbins and he said a lot of people focus on the negative and they never give themselves an opportunity to focus on the positive. And I remember my, I paused the podcast I was driving to my girlfriend's house. I paused and I drove in silence for the next 20 minutes. I was like, my jaw was just <laughs> dropped. I was like, why does that make so much sense? And I realized, I was in a bad mood then. So I started highlighting every positive thing, every little thing that had gone well, say in the last couple of months, six months. And I was amazed by the end of the drive, I go to the car, I was like, oh, I'm fired up. I feel amazing because I've re you know, I put into perspective all the things that had gone really well and just allowed myself to stop highlighting all the negatives. And I don't think enough people do that. Yeah. They don't give themselves to think of all the little positive things that have gone really well for them recently. And it doesn't have to be big achievements. You could just say, oh, hey, I spoke to a stranger or I smiled at someone or I, I was able to articulate myself and have a, a conversation with someone or I read a couple pages of a book when I had struggled to read for six months. You know, it, it could literally be anything, but taking note of those little positives in every aspect of your life and, and try to see what has been going well for you and if you've practiced that regularly, it gets really easy. So, there's a, sorry, go ahead, there's Jess. There's a quote that I don't remember who says it, but um, I have to focus on it sometimes. It's, um, it's just a bad day. It's not a bad life. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes I Sometimes you have to just be like, I tend to immediately go into crisis mode for everything. Like just everything's a crisis and I just have to focus on that. Like it's just a bad day not a bad life. It's a good life. Just, just a bad day. <laughs> do you talk to, do you say that to yourself out loud or do you just have to think it? I tend to think it. Um, but I also like, I'm a manager at my job. So I always just try to get myself out of that mindset because crisis mode is contagious. Hmm. It's very contagious, especially in a workplace. And 
since I have to lead my team and uh, we're a call center. So, you know, a lot of the people we talk to are not the happiest when they call us. <laughs> it's, you know, just keeping that focus and that, um, that positive mindset with my team so that they don't go into crisis mode. <laughs> I've, I've often caught myself saying these things out loud i'm going i'm talking not just thinking it i have to verbalize it and externalize it because that really it comforts me so I'll, I'll be driving along and that's when a lot of these intrusive thoughts come is when i'm driving it's interesting that way because all of a sudden you're just it's mindless and everything just starts to fire out and i'm often like okay jake you know it's not that bad you know you have actually achieved this recently you know rationalize my rationalize my thoughts and use logic as well to to myself but i know when i'm talking to myself it is pretty bad but nobody's around i don't care but it, it's the easiest thing for me is i find a lot of comfort and it helps me get through those moments when i just start to verbalize everything and i verbalize my fears and my anxieties i'm like oh why am i anxious so oh, it's because of this and i'm reacting this way and i'm choosing to react this way to what this person said and i just help bring myself back to a, I almost ground myself a little bit just by going through the motions of this conversation. It doesn't always make me go back to being super happy or content, but it just helps take the edge off that can allow me to take the steps forward from that moment. If you're making, making other people happy when they're in their cars watching you talking to yourself too. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm at a roundabout and then guys, is that person talking to himself <laughs> ripple effects yeah yeah but often like you you don't even know because someone could be on the phone they could be using the the voice feature and, uh, i have a funny story sorry to go off the rails i reckon i was singing one time in traffic and i was hitting the wheel hitting the steering wheel i've been very self-conscious ever since because someone stopped in front of me and they held up all traffic because they thought i was abusing them and hitting on the steering wheel, trying to hurry them up. And I was like, why is this person not moving? So I moved around them and all I see is them just flipping me off. And I was like, what did I do wrong? And I, <laughs> I was thinking, having a good time and, and they must've thought that guy's, a, that guy's abusing me, I'm gonna give him crap. It was a really weird experience. That's funny, because I do that stuff all the time. Yeah, I guess it, it's all, all about perspective, friends. <laughs> what we were talking about before Jake came on the show, too, we were talking about perspective. Yeah. And we, we did a challenge last week, and we were trying to find cursed and haunted things. And we all focused on the negative in things. And we were talking about how that kind of put some of us in a bad mental space. So we're trying to focus more on the happy things this week. <laughs> drink oh <laughs> drink happy it right. needs to be a happy counter I'm out. Oh, no. <laughs> so is there a person you know alive dead fictional that you would 100% be over the moon if you could interview them oh that's I've never really thought about who I would love to interview. I just think it's just an opportunity to speak to someone and halfway through the conversation, I'd forget who it is. And <laughs> I'd just be engrossed in talking to them. I've never put anyone more on a pedestal than the other because at the end of the day, I know a person is just a person 
And I know a lot of people put people on pedestals and then they get anxious. And when it comes to interviewing them, it can be nerve wracking. I think I would love to ask so my one of both my grandparents, my nans who are now deceased, I would, I would love to just ask them what made them happy because when I was young enough or too young, I don't think I could have asked them that question because I wouldn't have been happy. I just didn't have the life experience and the perspective right. to understand their responses, but it would have been very fascinating to hear what made them happy. And I can probably imagine that would be just around seeing their grandchildren do well and to see their grandchildren happy and their children happy and just to that probably make them really fulfilled in their, in their life. So I guess I would love to interview both my nans. That would be an incredible conversation, but I run seniors group fitness classes and it's so where they're 50, 60 years older than me and we have the best conversations. I remember I asked this 90 year old woman, uh, Joy, what made her happy? And I was blown away by her life story and her perspective. And she was 18 and she just went and traveled to England by herself at 18 years old. I was like, and I couldn't quite understand why that was such a big deal. But if you think, it's like in the forties, like the 1940s or something. Or like it was, I think it was a little like thirties even. Yeah. So just a whole different time. But yeah, so I, I kind of ask this question to almost everyone I interact with when I get the chance as like a lead question, like we mentioned earlier, just as a set of how are you as a, Hey, well, you know, what makes you happy? Like it's a very fun icebreaker because you get so many different responses and varied answers rather than how are you? Yeah, good. How are you? And then all of a sudden it, there goes your conversation where you could get into the deep and meaningful. And I know some people shy away from that. It is a bit confronting. So you got to pick and choose. Well, if you start a conversation by focusing on what makes you happy, just think about how much better that whole conversation is probably going to go. And the person's going to walk away thinking, man, that was really fun because <laughs> When you talk about what makes you happy, it makes you happy. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> like Drink three twice. of them. Mm. <laughs> Poor Jess. I know. So Jake, do you have any big plans for 2023? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm the kind of person that if I set my mind to it, I just got to do it. Uh, last year, to give some perspective, my three main goals were to launch the What Makes You Happy podcast, to buy my first home, and to fight my first boxing fight. And I accomplished all those. And I was like, that's incredible. And I got to see what it was like to tunnel vision on three clear goals. And that's the first time ever that I've set goals in the, at the start of the year and actually followed through. And Congratulations. Thank you. So that uh, there was a lot of lessons in that. I was like, well, I can set goals and achieve them. I'm capable of that if I really want them. And they were all really super meaningful to me too. They weren't just surface level things. I'm like, oh, that would be nice. It was, they had a, I had a real why to, to accomplishing those things. This year, it's all about doubling down on the podcast and growing, but just sharing the message and interviewing more people and just having fun. I really want to make this year a year that I have a lot of fun in everything that I do. So I don't want to take my boxing as seriously. I want to have more fun with it. I want to have more fun with my podcast. I'm working on a couple of um, businesses on the side that I want to try and launch and, and 
have fun in my life. I want to, I, I just, I want to do things that really excite me. Now, I, I don't want to give time to things that I'm kind of not very invested into. I want to commit my time to having as much fun as I can doing the things that really light me up and make me happy. So, Jake, we ask all of our guests this question toward, at the end of our show. What is it that gets you out of your comfort zone and excited to explore? Such a, yeah. So what gets me out of my comfort zone and excited to explore is there's, there's so much that we can do in the world. It's just incredible the amount of opportunity that there is in everything. Like it doesn't matter. Like you could become friends with all your neighbors or I just, I don't even know how to put it into words. You can do anything. And the fact that there's so much possibility and that I have the ability to just be creative. I don't know what, when it happened, I just, some switch flicked in my brain like a couple of years ago, but I'm like, I can do anything I want, <laughs> anything True. I want. Like, as long as I actively want to do it, like I would do, I could be a, if I wanted to, I could be a politician or I could try and be an astronaut. If I really wanted to, I could be an elite level athlete. The fact that I can try and have the chance to just try if I really want to do it is incredible. And that gets me out of bed because I know that I'm doing something, like I get to do something that I really, really want to do. And a lot of it is this cliche, the journey, but I love the process of trying new things and growing and learning those, those things along the way and making a few mistakes like everyone does and just learning and sharing that stuff. I don't know, it's super fun and fulfilling to have the ability to just try and do whatever I want, think about whatever I want, imagine whatever I want, and then just decide on something, just go do it just because I can. It, that's just, an, I don't know how to put it into words. It's a freedom. It's an absolute freedom. I love that answer. Well, we uh, want to leave our listeners with a challenge this week to think about what makes you happy and then share it with us by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox and all the social medias for an extra challenge why don't you sign up to be interviewed by Jake Pearson for his podcast, What Makes You Happy? Jake, we can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Uh, you can find me at What Makes You Happy podcast. Uh, I think if you punch that in Google, I'll probably be the only one to show up. Instagram, Facebook, it's all the same. What Makes You Happy podcast, very easy to find. Awesome. And we'll have links to uh, Jake's podcast in the description of this week's show. Be sure to check it out. Sirens, thank you for sharing your happiness with all of us tonight. And thank you fellow explorers for listening to this episode. We really hope you'll give our show a five-star rating and leave us a review. Send us a screenshot of your five-star rating and we'll send you some sweet Siren Soapbox stickers because who doesn't love a free sticker? We really love getting feedback from you, so don't hesitate to reach out either on our website, sirensoapbox.com, or through email at sirensoapbox at gmail.com. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox, and a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.